Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from Andrew Flaxman. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. This month about vision builders. This morning we're talking about stepping out. And uh, Evan lived in Ballina, used to surf Lennox Point all the time, and uh, went up there once with Evan. Everyone knows Evan. They came down here. What a great guy to uh, to marry Jess, which is amazing. And they're so cool. Uh, we're proud of you, Jess. You you know got there. And uh, <laughs> no, you didn't. Uh, but, it, you know, stepping out, Evan stepped out of Ballina and came down to here. And, uh, you know, it's not easy. It's not, who knows it's not easy to, to, to move and uh, to step out. And uh, so this morning, if you have your notepads, have your Bibles, uh, I'm just going to go through a few things if we can. Um, and, uh, and, and if we can, talk about what God does and how God does it. Uh, if you have your Bibles, come with me. We're talking about stepping out this morning. And uh, if you have your Bibles, come over to Genesis chapter 12. We're going to start this adventure this morning. I don't know how far we're going to get this morning, but uh, start the adventure on Abraham, the father of faith. What a great guy. Bible talks about in Hebrews, he's the, you know, the father of faith. It says here in, in chapter 12, verse 1, it says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country, from, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I said, I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all your families on earth shall be blessed. Verse 4. So Abraham, Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Do you know that uh, God is, uh, like we prayed before, God creates when there's nothing, God creates something. And uh, see, it's so powerful. As I was reading this verse earlier in the week, that God said to Abraham, Abraham, you know, leave your country, leave your father's house, get out of where you are, and uh, go to a land that I will show you. And uh, isn't that so powerful? God didn't say to Abraham, hey, Abraham, I want you to come from Ballina to Tugra. I want you to go from Tugra to Coffs Harbor. You know, God said to Abraham, hey, big legend, I want you to go out to somewhere. And it's like, you know, many times these days in church life, in, in Christian life these days, God will say, hey, I want you to step out and do something. We go, God, I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah, that's, you know, but God, you've got to have to give me the exact plan. I want a blueprint and I want this and I want a timeline and I want to know that, you know, it's to, the, but who knows that the father of faith, God says, I want you to step out and go somewhere that I will show you. Yeah, it's great, God, where are we going to go? Just step out and go somewhere that I, you know, so, well, yeah, I kind of, like, am I going that way? Am I, you know, and that's sort of like the faith inside of us. And it says here, and so powerful in verse 4, it says, so Abraham, Abraham, come to come to Abraham, but it says, Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Many times God calls us to step out. We say, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that. But then we don't. And then we go, oh, yeah, God gave me a vision of this. It's like, oh, great, wow, how's that going? Oh, I didn't didn't do it, uh, you know. God, God gave me a great idea to, to you know. So, oh, wow, how'd you go with that? Oh, yeah, no, God spoke to me, but I, 
I just didn't, didn't do it, didn't. You know, who's ever, who's ever been like that? We've all been like that. God says, hey, will you, you know, would you, the Bible says in Mark that um, chapter 8, uh, to, you know, God calls us to lay our lives down. And, uh, you know, many times we think that it's our lives that, uh, you know, why I don't want to, you know, if it's, if it's good, if, it, if it's going to work, if it's going to be nice, then I'll do it. But if it's not, then maybe I won't. Uh, verse 4, Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken, which I think is so powerful. It says here in, verse, in chapter 22, uh, a- Abraham goes on, and uh, 22 verse 1, he, he has a son called Isaac, and the Lord says, you know, it says here, 22 verse 1, it says, Now it came to pass after these things that God tested Abraham. God tested Abraham. What do you mean God tested? It says, you know, God tested Abraham to see, uh, you know, will you, you know, will you give me everything, your promise? Will you give me your promise? And it says here, isn't it funny that God tests our hearts? It's like, well, God doesn't test me. God's a good God. And it's like God tests us to trust. God tests us to, you know, the Bible says here, uh, now it came time after these things that God tested Abraham. And uh, it says in six, it, it, the, the test for Abraham was the promise that, you've, that I've given you, would you lay it down? Would you lay down, you know, your insecurities, your, your hurt? Would you lay that down that uh, God may bless you? And the Bible says here in, in verse 16, it says, The Lord says, because you have done this thing and not withheld your son, blessing, I will bless you. Isn't it so powerful to know that God's always trying to make us enlarged or take more ground or bigger or, 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 or secure more promised land. But, but the Bible says that God tests. And I believe that God tests us, you know, to trust us. God tests us to take us further. God tests us to give us more. The Bible says that uh, because you have done this thing and not withheld your son, he says, blessing, I will bless you, multiplying. Uh, you know, God had actually given him the promise, but you know, he tests him and again to, to take him further. The Bible says here in Proverbs uh, chapter 11, it says, The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. I don't, uh, who, who loves hanging around stingy people? Oh, aren't they so much fun? Oh, I love those guys. <laughs> I love that guy. Hey, you want to pay? No, you pay. So, oh, no, come on. And uh, the world of the, the Bible says the world of the generous gets larger and larger. That's so much fun. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy that gets smaller and smaller. And it says, uh, as we're talking about vision builders this month, we're talking about vision builders. And uh, that for us is our church taking more ground. It's, and, and when we say church, it's our people. It's our people. It's us. God's called us, not this church, you know, taking this or building that. But it's, it's us taking, God's always looking for us to, to go further, to step out, to, to be enlarged. So as we talk about vision builders, it's, it's, it's taking ground, but it's for us. It's not, you know, that we can build another car park, which we do. It's, you know, it's phenomenal how when we bless God's house, it's like God blesses our house. Who's ever experienced that? It's like, well, when I step out and do this, you know, all of a sudden this sort of happens to here. So I just want to, uh, if you have your Bibles, come with me. Isaiah chapter 43, we're going to bounce out of this verse just for one moment. Uh, it's Isaiah 43, verse 15. Uh, I might start at verse 18. It says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Verse 18, Isaiah 43. Who's ever read Isaiah? Anybody? Go there. And uh, what a guy. Uh, verse 18, do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Verse 19, behold, I do a new thing. 
Now it shall spring forth. Who knows that God can have things spring forth? It's like, you know, I remember that story of the, um, the disciples and they're rowing across the lake and it says they toiled all night. They're just rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing and rowing. And, uh, and then Jesus met with them on the water and the next verse says, and, and they're at the land. It's like, hang on, we're rowing, we're rowing, we're rowing, we're rowing. Jesus meets with them and it says, you know, if you read it, it says, and then they're at the land. It's like, well, what just happened? Well, they were rowing. Now they're at the land. You know, God can do things just, you know, you might feel like you're rowing and rowing and rowing, but, you know, the power of God can, you know, uh, spring forth in our world. It says, and you shall know it. It said, I'll even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. That's what we want to focus on this morning. I'll even make a road in the wilderness, what? And rivers in the desert. Who loves the wilderness? Anyone want to hang out in the wilderness? Oh, man. Uh, kids, we're going to go on a great holiday. Uh, it's going to be great. Oh, where are we going, Dad? We're going to go to the wilderness. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Uh, you know, nobody likes the wilderness. Who wants to, you know, uh, it's five-star, right? Dad's got a pool on a spot. Oh, oh, yeah, you know, it's the, you know, the wilderness is like, the Bible says that God makes roads in the wilderness. And uh, the wilderness is scary. It's uncharted. It's unfamiliar. It's, uh, you know, we've never been there before. Um, but I believe that God's always trying to test us to go further. God's always trying to test us to take us places where we've never, we've never been before. Who knows that our life isn't supposed to be the same little... I believe that uh, the wilderness is like we're sort of here. If I had a whiteboard, I asked if, if, we're, if we're... It's like we're here, and then God says, step out. Who loves guys that preach with whiteboards? Anyone? If anyone has a whiteboard. Uh, but uh, it's like we're here, right? There's like a dot, and we're there, and God says, step out. And, uh, and then we go, well, hang on, where? And then God knows that we're going to there. And uh, like we sort of go and then in, in the middle is like this wilderness time. And, and, you know, it's like, but the reason what happens is God makes us step out to get to here. God knows that we're going to there. And once we get there, it's a new ground, but it's scary to get there. But once we get there, God says that uh, our wilderness becomes like a thriving city. God's always trying to take us from somewhere to somewhere to, to grow us, to enlarge us, never to stay where we're supposed to be, but, you know, to another, you know, it's like we're here, and then we're sort of, we're going, oh, I don't know where I am, I'm sort of, have I been here, but I've never, I don't know who that, you know, and we're sort of traveling. The Bible says that God gives, takes us through the wilderness. Why? So when we get to, to, to where we're supposed to be, uh, God's given us like a new land. It's like this new space, and then there's another dot point. And then what happens is we sort of start to secure this land, and it's, it's bigger than the last land. And we, who knows what I, you know, uh, and it says here that God's always trying to find ways for us to take more space or, or more, you know. And so powerful that as Christians, we, we need to know and, and, and be confident in the fact that uh, we will go through a wilderness. There will be times it's like, well, hang on, I must be, Man, I'm doing all the things, I'm coming to church, but I feel like I'm, you know, I, I feel like I'm, everyone else is, you know, in the houses doing this, and I'm sort of in the, you know, uh, what, I, I don't, who's ever, it's like, well, everyone else is kicking goals, but I'm in the, I feel like I'm in the back of nowhere doing, you know, before we know it, our wilderness becomes a city because God takes us from here, shoots us out to there, and once we get there, the Bible talks about how we take dominion, how we set up, you know, the Bible says that God is called us to be the head once we you know once we get there God has it it's like the Israelites leave Egypt and they go into their promised land it's like you know but they complained the whole way but once they got there 
you know, uh, they had, you know, the promised land. And I believe that our wilderness becomes for us, and I believe that's what God tries to do for us, becomes a thriving city. The Bible says here that, um, actually, this is my notes, so pretty close to the Bible, but no, it says we step out, we step out not knowing. It's scary. It's, it's unfamiliar. It's, it's, it's unknown. It's, you know, and as we step out, God empowers us to go through the wilderness. You know, when Peter was in the boat and Jesus said, hey, step out on the water, who knows that, did he, was he empowered in the boat to walk on water? Or was it as he stepped out that God empowered him to walk on the water? What, what, you know, why did the other disciples not step out? Did, did they, you know, you know, as we step out, uh, God empowers us for the wilderness. The Bible uh, says here in my notes, I've got a couple of points. It says, the road through the wilderness makes us strong. We take ground in the wilderness. We establish ground, put up homes, fences, structures, people. We've established what God has given. Who knows that um, as, we, as, as we go through the wilderness, it makes us, if you've ever seen, uh, it makes us strong. If you've ever seen someone on a deserted island and uh, after like a week, their clothes are tattered and they've got like a big beard and, and you know, they start speaking with click and, you know, it's not like made up their own new language now, I'm, you know, because the wilderness can make some people just crazy, you know. That, uh, oh, hang on, I haven't spoken to someone in a week, so like I now have a big beard. And, you know, the, you know for us, as, as we step out, as, we, as the Bible says, as there's the road through the wilderness, who knows that the wilderness for us doesn't make us crazy. It empowers us. It strengthens us. It defines us. As we're, as we're, as we're going through uh, to where God has called us, you know, we don't, we're not like weakened as we go, but we get empowered as we go. Uh, as we step through, as Peter stepped out of the boat, he was empowered to walk on the water. As we take ground, God empowers us to, uh, to establish uh, where, to establish and build a city as we're to go. So I've got three points here if we can, if we're there. So point one, look for your wilderness. Everybody has, has God's called everybody to a promised land. Hasn't like, God hasn't said, hey man, you're awesome. The rest of you, you're not so awesome. But that one guy, man, you've got a promised land. Man, you've, you're going there. No, uh, you know, everybody, God has called everybody, not one person, not the, this guy, not that guy, but everybody. God has called every person, whether they're in this church, they're not in this church, they're in another church. The Bible says that God has called everyone to be an overcomer. The Bible says that everyone can overcome. It's not one person. So point number one, look for your wilderness. Look for your promised land. God, what do you have for me? Where am I going? What am I doing here? Am I here just to be the same as everybody else? Am I here, you know, uh, it says, uh, you know, the wilderness essentially looks like a lot of work. It's like, oh, I don't know if I want to. You know, in the wilderness, it's, it's not always easy. It's not always known. It's not always, oh, this is going to be great. But who knows that uh, God doesn't always necessarily want us to have the easy life, right? I want the easy life. We'll say, yeah, okay, well, that's, that's cool. But, you know, God's trying to take us from here to there and fight, you know, uh, in Joshua. Who's ever read Joshua, the book of Joshua? Uh, Moses dies and, uh, and God says to Joshua, hey, Joshua, I'm going to give you all this land, and uh, Joshua's going, oh, man, that is great. Oh, 
What a load off. I mean, that's phenomenal. Thank you, God. You're going to give me all that. All this is like, God says, Josh, I'm going to give you all that land, everything you can see. And Josh is going, oh, mate, oh, that phenomenal. I mean, thank, oh, that is so good. That's good news. And God's going, all this land, that you, everything you can see, it's yours. And Joshua's going, oh, man, I, I appreciate it. You know, I appreciate that. Oh, God, I just, that is great. That is great. You know, no, but the Bible says that Joshua had to go out. God promised him a promised land, but Joshua had to go out and fight 31 kings and, and 31 armies. God says, Joshua, here's your promised land. And then Joshua had to go out and he had to fight. He had to, you know, battle 31 kings, take their kingdom, subdue it. Another, another kingdom, 31 times he went out and, uh, and, and had to fight. You know, that we all have a promised land. God, God's given us all our very own, you know, whatever it is, promised land for us. But here's the deal. It's like it's going to take a bit of effort from us. It's not like God goes, oh, here it is. Here's your promised land. It's going to be so much fun. It's like, oh, cool. You know, but it, it actually says, well, I got to actually, you know, get ready and go and do it. And it's not going to come to me. It's, it's not going to be like, a, you know, well, I just expect this is all going to happen because God's on my side. The Bible says that Joshua uh, had to go out and fight. God gave him the land, but he had to go out and fight, fight the, the kings to take over that land. Point number one, if we're taking notes, look for your wilderness. We all have our own promised land. We all have our own wilderness that uh, God has asked us to, to take dominion of. I believe. I believe it. Point number two, be comfortable in the wilderness. You know, I believe that as we, as we step out from point one to point two, we get there. And then I believe that the Bible, uh, we enlarge it, we establish it, we set up structures, we put people in place. And then I believe that God does it again. It's not like a one-time deal. Oh, I, I stepped out. Remember in 2006, I stepped out, God. It's like, well, I, I, you know, I think that God's always talking about moving us forward and taking more ground. It's like, you know, this church is always going to continue to take ground. It's never going to go, well, here we are. We're here. You know, the, the, if you read through the Old Testament, the, the, the kingdoms that said, oh, here I am. I'm done. Uh, they waited and people came and overtook them. So I believe that God's always asking us to, to, to go and take more ground. The Bible says, uh, point number two, the Bible, point number two, uh, be comfortable in the wilderness. Don't go crazy. Don't be that guy on the island that, uh, you know, has a big beard and, you know, starts. Is that so true? Everyone on the island who's in the, their own wilderness, no, they end up crazy, but that's not who we are. When we're in the wilderness, we're, we're getting stronger and we're getting more defined, we're getting more strength, and we're more focused on where we're going. We, you know, we sort of end up, like, you know, we're not the guy with the big, long, crazy hair. Uh, Peter was empowered as he stepped out. As we learn how to know to be comfortable in the wilderness, that's, uh, and point number three is uh, God brings us through the wilderness to establish cities in our world. God has a promised land for us. God didn't leave you down here and say, hey, look, champ, good luck. It's pretty wild out there. Uh, you know, if, if you're lucky enough, you might get there. I don't know. Uh, no, God has called us to, to be more than overcomers, to go through, through the wilderness and to, to live a life, a life of victory. It says here in Isaiah 32, uh, it says, Until the Spirit is poured upon us from on high and the wilderness becomes a fruitful field, and the fruitful field is counted as a forest. 
that God talks about taking us from a place of wilderness to a fruitful field, from a fruitful field to, to a, what's called a forest. It's like wilderness, fruitful field. Hey, God, I'm pretty pumped with a, you know, this field's pretty good. He goes, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good, I guess. But, you know, we're all, sort of once you go to the forest, then if you read through it, sort of goes from a forest to, to, to like a, a region, and it goes from a region to like a city, and it goes from a city to like the whole world. And uh, that'd be cool. Um, but that's, that's, the Bible says that we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. And uh, point number three, if we're taking notes, God's taking us through the wilderness to establish a city. It's so, it's so, so, so great to know that God has a promised land for me. God, God doesn't say, hey, champion, you're on your own. This is it for you. You're done. Where you are is where you are. no. God has a promised land. Where is it? I, you know, God's calling us to step out like Joshua, to step out. And uh, every place that we, we set our foot, we'll tread upon, the Bible says God has given you, but we actually got to go out and get it done. Point number two, be comfortable in the wilderness. Don't freak out. You know, don't blow up. Oh, don't, you know, don't you know God? And everyone else is on there. And here I am in the wilderness by myself, just, you know, be comfortable in the wilderness. And point number three, God brings us through the wilderness to establish a city. And uh, God leads us to take dominion. God said to Abraham, God tested Abraham to trust. God tested him to take more. And I believe that as we come into a time of vision builders, that God tests us. Why, God, am I, why am I, you know, why am I believing to, to, to give more? Why am I believing to step out? Why am I believing to, to, to do this? Because I believe that God is testing us always tests us to take more. God hasn't said, hey, this is it. You know, I believe that God is for us. I believe that God, you know, wants to flow through us. And uh, like Jess said, I've, I've seen, you know, who's ever seen, you know, there's that story uh, where Peter uh, in Luke chapter 5 and uh, Jesus, as we, it says here in Luke chapter 5, it says, um, as Peter was cleaning his, Luke chapter 5, it's uh, Jesus beginning to preach in Peter's boat. And who's, who knows that story? And, uh, and, and, and Luke chapter 5. And then uh, God does a great miracle on fish and that are abounding inside the fish. And uh, Peter comes up, up to Jesus and says, I'm undone. Uh, depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Who knows that one? God actually moves in abundance through your world because you've stepped out and done something amazing. All the pressure, all you realize that it's not how great I am. I know it's not how amazing I am, but I know that God has done a miracle through my life. I think in Luke chapter 5, it says here that Jesus uses Peter's boat to preach. Peter's been fishing all night. He's tired. He's cleaning his nets. And Jesus says, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets for a catch. I believe that God's always trying to get more to us. Peter's tired and disgruntled. And he says, yeah, I don't know. I'll let down one net. He lets down a net. And all of a sudden, because Jesus, he did what Jesus said, all of a sudden fish are breaking nets and they're sinking to, he signals to his two mates in the, hey, come over here, help me with this fish. And his boats begin to sink. The fishing boats begin to sink. And, and Peter comes back, leaves the fish, comes back to Jesus and says, oh, I am undone. Uh, you need to depart from me because God, you are holy and you are, you, you're amazing. And I believe that as we step out, as, we, as, as God speaks to us and says, hey, this, this year I want you to commit this, or this year I want you to step out that, 
I believe, and I've seen it time and time and time and time and time again, that God can do an amazing thing and, and it'll pour an abundance back into your world. And uh, you know what happens at the end of it? You, you realize that God actually did it. It wasn't how great I am. It wasn't by my amazing, you know, bow staff skills or my ninja skills or whatever it was. It was just that, uh, just, just a little bit, gentlemen. It's just that uh, God did something amazing through my world. And I think it's so incredible that this year in Vision Builders, that we can all be a part of that. We can all step out together. We can all say, God, here's my little. Here's the little that I have. And God, I'm going to, the Bible says here, as we come to a close in one moment, it says uh, treasure in heaven. The Bible talks about, um, uh, it's treasure in heaven. I forget what book is in. It's in verse 19. Matthew, what a legend. It says, uh, do not lay out for yourselves treasures on earth, verse 19, Matthew 6, 6, 19. Do not lay out for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal, verse 20. But lay up for yourselves, lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither wrath, wrath, where neither moth nor rust, it's like moth and rust together, wrath destroys where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be as well. Who knows that the Bible says, lay out for yourselves treasures in heaven. You know, who's ever seen that bumper sticker? Hey, my treasure's in heaven. You know, they're driving this old bombing car. My treasure, don't worry about my treasure's in heaven. That's like, uh, you know, I don't believe that God, you know, uh, says we don't need treasure for heaven. Anybody with me? You know, we're not gonna get to heaven and go, hey man, great gate. Uh, there's Peter's going to let me in. That's great. And there's like a beggar there. And we go, wow. And he's got like his sign up. Uh, will work for food. Will, you know, whatever. And it's just that guy. Is that guy? There's, no, there's going to be no beggars in heaven. And we go, oh, that's the, that's the thief on the cross. He didn't, he didn't lay up enough treasure. He didn't lay it all up. I don't know what happened. He ran out. You know, we're not going to get to heaven. And it's not because I said, well, I laid up this much and I got this much here. And, you know, I... I I don't think that, you know, when we, when we put our, our money in the, in the bank, who's ever put money in the bank before? The bank doesn't send me a Christmas card at the end of the year going, oh, hey, thanks for all that money. Man, we're, gonna, we're thinking about going to the Bahamas this year because all that money. I mean, that's, that's, wow, you're such a great guy. Thanks for all that. No, the Bible says lay up treasures in heaven. Who knows that we need to be the church, be the people that can access that finance? Well, you know, the Bible talks about here in, uh, my God shall supply all your need according to His riches. According to His riches. The Bible says, You shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to create wealth. Why? To establish His covenant on the earth. You know, I, I don't think that we're saving up money for heaven. I don't think we're going to see, you know, the thief on the cross go, Oh, I didn't, I just it ran out. So here I am. He can, you know, loan me a couple of bucks. So I can get back, you know. No, you know. I believe that God will bless us and bless us and bless us. Why? To establish His covenant on the earth for one generation, to the second generation, to the third generation. I believe that God is an abundant God. The Bible says that according to His riches, it's not according to my riches, my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. 
For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon. Selfless faith to live like Christ for all our